0: All right, you know what's gonna happen? It's 2018, we're gonna mix things up a little bit because you know what, the machine has been well-oiled and running smoothly for the last couple years but I also know that in order to grow, you need to mix things up. In order to grow, you cannot be reactive, you need to be proactive which means interrupting the pattern every once in a while. So no longer are these shows gonna start the same every single time, I'm gonna give you some insight in terms of what you're gonna learn typically then we're gonna get into an amazing interview where I'm gonna be a little bit better at asking deeper questions and diving deep into, really, what happened to help either the person find success or go deep into the coaching process so that I can help a person out or teach you something even more in-depth here on the podcast if I'm doing a solo episode. So, welcome to 2018, an episode 299 of the Smart Passive Income Podcast. But, first of all, I don't want you to worry. You're still gonna hear the awesome intro with my voiceover guy, John Melly, and the weird random fact about myself.
1: Welcome to the Smart Passive Income Podcast, where it's all about working hard now, so you can sit back and reap the benefits later.
0: And now your host, he's still and even more deathly afraid of spiders, Pat Flynn. Now, as you know, On the technical side, this is one of the coolest things I've seen in a while. Through the host, Buzzsprout, you can automatically optimize your audio through their newest feature, Magic Mastering. you can actually get 33% more time on your plan, whichever plan you choose, just through this link alone. And that's smartpassiveincome.com slash buzzsprout. And that's a huge deal, 33% extra time on your plan just by going through that link. You can claim that again by going to smartpassiveincome.com slash buzzsprout. Check them out, they're awesome. I, I gotta tell you, after nearly 300 episodes, it's getting a little bit tough to find some new facts about myself. And uh, maybe some of you out there might know me better than I know myself. You can offer some suggestions on things that I can add in the beginning to you in the comment section of this post where this podcast episode uh, lives, which is again, episode 299. But we'll share all those links with you later. I have a lot of great information to share with you, but it's mostly not coming from me. It's coming from the two guests on the show, a husband and wife pair who have created a business as a result of a culture that they wanna preserve and the teaching that they're offering to their child and other people's kids too. It's an amazing story, we'll get into that in just a moment. But I wanna tell you a little bit about some of the other changes that are happening in the SPI brand. Now if you are not yet subscribed to the Ask Pat podcast, and maybe it was because you just weren't keen on five shows a week that were a little bit shorter between 10 to 15 minutes in length, answering a person's question, an actual voicemail question from people like yourself, and that's okay, a lot of people enjoyed that show. But you know what, after 1,000 questions answered, there was actually 999 questions answered because episode 1,000 was this big announcement that I'm about to share with you right now. And that is, I'm actually cutting down how often I publish that show. It's only gonna be published once a week, just like this podcast here. But more than that, it's gonna be a longer episode, which is a real life conversation between myself and somebody who actually needs coaching who isn't just there to ask one question and hear my answer but actually have a real conversation and this is great because it's gonna be higher value for all of you listening and I'll be able to better help that person because you know what, after 999 questions, A, a lot of those questions were ending up being the same, just worded differently by different people and B, I wasn't able to go deeper into those conversations which is really where you begin to help people the most. right? I wanted to have a back and forth with this voicemail, but Obviously, I couldn't do that. So we're changing up the format. And starting in February, Ask Pat is coming out strong once a week with a coaching call. We're already doing these coaching calls right now. And if you are somebody who actually wants to get coached from me and actually have it be published on Ask Pat and you're cool with that, well, head on over to askpat.com. Click the button to apply to potentially get featured on the show and get coaching from me for free. And uh, I think this is great for me too because it's gonna allow me to practice my coaching skills, but also great for everybody listening because you'll hear exactly the transformations happen right then and there. So please make sure you also subscribe to the Ask Pat podcast that's coming in February. We're gonna have like a little contest to announce it. It's gonna be great. So make sure you check that out. That's the Ask Pat podcast. You can just find it in iTunes. Again, the link will be available in the show notes for this episode. Beyond that, you're also gonna notice a number of videos coming out from me. So. If you wanna subscribe to my YouTube channel, I highly recommend you do it because we're actually gonna be trying to post five videos a week, some of them answering people's questions, other ones more hero pieces that uh, involve some instruction of some kind. And really, it's become a platform that I've learned that uh, really suits my personality because I can be silly and weird but also teach things at the same time. If you ever see me speak on stage, I'm bringing that sort of energy to the video format. Now, here's the big reason why I want to go big on YouTube this year, and I could use your help by your subscription. If you go to youtube.com slash passive income. Actually, if you go to the other link, it'll make it easier for you to subscribe, which is smartpassiveincomecom slash YouTube. Again, that's smartpassiveincomecom slash YouTube. Here's the big reason why I want to get into the YouTube space. Not just for more exposure, not just because there's people who only watch videos, and this is my way of getting onto that space. But because, check this out, most of the people who are teaching this kind of information that I teach here on the podcast and on the SPI blog and through Ask Pat, the people who are teaching the same kind of content on YouTube, I don't like them. (laughs) Not that I don't like them, but it's like, I don't like the way they teach. I don't like the way they bait people into these programs and ask people to pay for money to get all the information. Somebody needs to step in and share the information freely with those who A, just cannot afford those programs, or B, just wanna learn how things work before they get some quick wins down and can realize that they need to invest more into themselves and the business that they wanna run. So I feel like I am that person. I wanna go in there and be the top search results for things like how to build a website, how to build a business, how to work from home, passive income, really high value, highly searched for terms that I know I can help people with. So that is my goal. And I've shared this goal with a number of people and they said, yes, Pat, you need to do this. Let's go big on YouTube. I've gotten a lot of help from people who are with me on this mission. And if you are with me too, head on over to smartpassiveincome.com slash YouTube. We'll take you on that ride starting this year, actually. Actually, in February is when the uh, five days a week video uh, sequencing is gonna come out. So smartpassiveincome.com slash YouTube. Now, guess what? I'm done talking about myself and the changes a little bit of an announcement here at the beginning of the episode, but you know what? Let's get into today's featured content, which is an interview with the founders of Hmong Baby, that's with a silent H in the beginning, that's H-M-O-N-G, Baby, which is a brand that helps bring the Hmong culture together by helping spread the Hmong culture and teaching kids which is awesome, I'm all about teaching kids and when it goes with something like this, which is a very sort of unknown culture and helping to spread the word about that and helping to preserve this kind of culture, it's amazing. So I'm super stoked to introduce Maiku and Tujer to you today, the uh, founders and the owners of Hmong Baby, and the Mung Baby community on Facebook, which has been rapidly growing. What they're gonna talk about is not just how they got started with this business, but how it was actually after a number of failures that they landed on this idea, what inspired them to do it, and some of the more details related to some of their recent launches and things they're doing to experiment, a Kickstarter campaign, all those kinds of things. So if you're just starting out, this is going to be really helpful for you and really inspirational. If you are somebody who's been doing business already, this might give you some insight on kind of the other possibilities that you might be able to do to expand your business and grow your brand. So let's listen in to Maiku and Tujer from mongbaby.com. Maiku, Tujer, thank you so much for coming on the SPI podcast today. Welcome to the show. Hey, hey. Happy to be here. We're kicking off the year together, and I think this is going to be a great episode because you guys have a very inspirational story. And for everybody listening, I was able to meet Mike and Tudor in person in Minnesota when I was at the Lead Pages conference very recently. Uh, two of the nicest people I've met, and they had their little baby with them, and so cute because it does relate to their business. So let's just dive right in. So Tujer, I'm going to start with you. Can you introduce to everybody what Mung Baby is and kind of how this all got started?
2: Absolutely. So, Hmong Baby is a e-commerce store where we provide and create educational tools for parents who want to teach their kids the Hmong language. Now, I know that a number of folks are like, what's that, right? What's the Hmong language? But uh, So, the Hmong language is uh, the language that Hmong people speak. The Hmong people are an ethnic minority group from Southeast Asia, Southern China, Laos, Thailand, Vietnam. And uh, how we came up with the idea was, well, we have two daughters now. Well, last year when we came up with the original idea, um, we had one daughter. She was a little over one years old, and we wanted to teach her the Hmong language. We want her to be bilingual, or English and Hmong. And we were looking around to see if there were any products or books or flashcards out there to help us teach the Hmong language to our daughter. And uh, we saw that there really wasn't anything out there much, so... Uh, my wife and I, we were thinking, man, someone should really create this. I mean, there's such an opportunity here. And then the, the next day, my wife woke up and she was like, Tujer, why don't we create this? And so we uh, took some time and we um, found a graphic designer, had her create 26 animal images so that we could create animal, Hmong animal flashcards. And uh, we created them and we kind of had a uh, cold feet. Is that how you say it? Cold feet? And we were kind of like, will anyone anyone really care about this? And so we kind of put it on the shelf for a little bit. But after about a month, we were like, you know what? We've already paid for these images. Why don't we just put it out there and just see what happens, right? The worst that can happen is nothing happens, right? Right. So uh, what we did was we uh, printed them out on just our home office printer. And then we Posted a video on Facebook with my wife going through these flashcards with our, at that time, one-year-old daughter. And it was so cute because, you know, like she's barely, she's a little bit over one years old. She's speaking in Hmong and in English. And uh, we had a bunch of people watch uh, watching the video and then also commenting on it. And we had just put an offer to say like, if you're interested in these flashcards, uh, feel free to just me- personally message us and then uh, we can give them out to you. So we essentially did the will it fly method of um, pre-selling before we even actually made the product. And after a two week window where people could pre-order, we ended up selling over $2,500 worth of
0: flashcards. What? that's awesome. How much were you selling them for? Uh, $20 each
2: uh, with uh, $5 for shipping. And so that just showed us like, whoa, I think we're
0: onto something. So, Maiku, what was your thought when you finally actually saw this up there and people were interested in it? What were you thinking this whole time?
1: I was thinking, wow, is this really happening? (laughs) Because (laughs) Teacher and I had been trying – other, you know, businesses and tried things like photography and things just didn't really pan out. And like teacher was saying, we almost didn't do this. There was kind of a month where we put it on the shelf and said, you know what, I don't know if this is going to work out. And so just from trying it and then seeing people start messaging and just like people sharing this video, it was so cool. Yeah, was what, what awesome. would you
0: what, what would you say was the difference between the success, and we'll talk about obviously what is what has happened since then uh, in a minute, mm-hmm. but you know this business, Mung Baby, and it compared to the other things that you guys have both tried before. What do you think that was the thing that made this actually click for everybody and for you guys?
1: Yeah, I think that for us, particularly, I mean, we were scratching our own itch, and it was nice because then I. Particularly me, like being among women with young kids, I was exact target market. And so I knew exactly what I wanted. Cause, and also, this is the other thing. I wasn't going to create something that I didn't want for my kids. I mean, mm-hmm. I could have, I guess, but I didn't want to. Um, and so I I had those networks already. I w- I'm really connected on Facebook with the among community as well and um the other thing was just we actually validated this idea which we had never done before and i know that's what everybody says validate validate you know test everything and for some reason we just didn't it never clicked until this and so that was huge
0: that's so cool tujer when you guys were setting up the pre-sale page or like it didn't it doesn't sound like you set up a whole website or a bunch of systems in place <laughs> no. like you like what did you have to make all this work at the start
2: yeah, so I mean, this is the thing. We didn't. I knew that if we were going to start a website or a landing, even a landing page, I know you could do that really quickly, but like that stuff was all new to me at the time. And so mm-hmm. I knew that if I got into uh, creating that stuff, like it would have distracted me. And so literally, like what we did was so simple. We had this Facebook post on Mike personal profile page with the video, and then just with uh, the text saying, "Hey, if you're interested." Just personal message us, and we did everything through Facebook Messenger. So people, uh, you know, with Messenger, you can actually pay other people through that platform. And also, we had uh, people just sending us money through PayPal. So there was no landing page, no website,
0: nothing. We just did it all through Facebook. Wow, that's incredible. Okay, so people are paying you money. Money's rolling in, and you hadn't yet created these products yet. What was it like, uh, to If you can continue to okay, now you have this money. You have to deliver what were what were the next steps for you from there?
2: So, I mean, um, you know, since we saw the money coming in, we realized, OK, we really have to actually print this stuff and learn how that process even works. And so we connected with a local print shop here uh, where we're at here in Minnesota. And uh, it's not it's like five, 10 minutes away from our house. And so uh, we found them, found that they were a uh, competitive price. They, they had competitive price for printing the cards mm-hmm. for us. And uh, that was really nice because then we could actually touch and feel and really see the proofs before we had them mass produce the card. Um, and so we we did that, and uh, really, pretty much that was the the next big step.
1: Yeah, and the, the, the thing about our flashcards is that they're just not regular flashcards on the back. They have questions to help you engage with your kids as well. And so we had to get these edited by folks and just make sure that everything was correct. So that took, you know, a bit of time to get everybody's feedback. Right. And then, you know, luckily I had worked with InDesign and all of that, other pro- these other programs. And so I was able to just design these cards really quickly and we got them printed. And we didn't even have boxes for them. We just put them in these little... Like Ziploc bag thingies. <laughs> it was pretty ghetto. Yeah, I love it. <laughs> but people, like barely anybody complained about it. And so mm-hmm. we were able to get these things out pretty quickly. Pretty quickly like yeah. before Christmas, we had started getting, um, this, we posted this video, I think it was around November 29th. And we told people, we promised them that they would get it before Christmas. And they did. So it was pretty fast.
0: Wow, that's wonderful. So then what was the feedback like, Maiku, after people had these in hand?
1: They loved it. It was. I was. I'm, I'm. You know. Okay. So for me, I'm. I'm really picky about how things look, and I want to make sure that everything that I create is quality. And so my biggest fear was that they would get it and they would just hate it, or you know, they would complain and say all these things. But barely anybody said anything negative about them. Um, I think we got one or two returns, and um, yeah, no, we, people no, were. Oh, okay, no returns. Just kidding. But um, <laughs> people were like posting videos of their kids going through it and there were comments on these other people's videos and it was just so cool because there had not i mean there were very few things like this out there so people loved it
0: that's amazing was there any moment in time before you shipped them out or even after you shipped them out that you're like what are, what are we doing here like this is so this is so new like th- this is something that you guys had never done before like what what was going through your head while all this was going down uh Tugin, if you could speak to that
2: I mean, we were we were so excited because for years, uh, we had been trying to create an online business, trying to get into entrepreneurship. I mean, I came across your blog back in 2010 because I was doing a Google search for how to create iPhone apps. Remember those days yeah, when you were dude. doing
0: that? Oh, man. <laughs> I haven't talked about apps on the website for a long time. I, I know. It's been a long
2: time. And so, that, I mean, that's how far back... Um, my wife and I had been trying to do something, so like she had mentioned previously, we tried to do affiliate marketing sites, we tried writing articles, we tried to drop drop ship furniture, we tried homemade candles, handcrafted jewelry, we tried doing a photography business, and all of these things didn't work out. And so finally to come across an idea where folks were, where folks were actually excited about what we were doing and, and excited not just excited, but that we're willing to pay for, for what we were creating.
0: That mm-hmm. was just exhilarating. That's awesome. What was the next step after uh, Christmas, after videos started coming out, after you're getting these testimonials? Like, okay, so you have something going on here. How did you take it to the next step? Tujer, if, um, if you can keep going there.
2: Yeah, absolutely. So what we did was we knew that we were onto something and actually we were just listening to our customers. They said, you guys need to come out with more flashcards. <laughs> and so we were like, okay, that's what we'll <laughs> do. And they said, you guys should come out with food flashcards, numbers flashcards, and object flashcards. And so we that's what we did. We, we cr- in, Over December, January, and February, we created three more sets of flashcards. So now we had four sets. And then what we did was we, we started building our Shopify site, mongbaby.com, and uh, we realized the importance of building up an email list, so we did a giveaway uh, hoping to capture emails, and um, we did that over uh, about a three-month period because we put uh, February 23rd of 2017 as our kind of grand opening for our e-commerce store. And, um we captured about 800 emails uh, for, from the giveaway, um, but we made a big mistake, which was uh, the giveaway prize was too general, and therefore, about half of the emails that we actually got weren't uh, really that interested in what we were creating.
0: Hmm, interesting. So, Michael, you, can you tell us what it is that you were giving away and um, like what, what the disconnect there was?
1: Yeah, so um, the funny thing is, Tudor had listened to you your podcast with Brian Harris, and Brian Harris had talked about you know not giving um, something that's too general away. But you know, we had done a survey with the people who had purchased the cards before and asked them, um, "Would you guys?" You know, we gave them a couple of options of. Uh, gifts that they would like. And one of them was in a $200 Amazon gift card. And a ton of people said that that's what they wanted. And so we were really hesitant about it. But then in the end, we're like, you know what, why don't we just go ahead and trust our audience and do that. And so that's what we did. And we ended up getting just a ton of people on Facebook who would just enter Giveaways like all the time. That's what they did for their life, mm. basically, and so we got all of these random emails and people who entered, and that was just kind of a mess. Well, in, in addition, see.
2: in addition to the giveaway, uh, in, in addition to the two hundred dollars Amazon gift card, we also gave away um, a free four pack. Of, I mean, uh, one set of each of our uh, flashcard sets. So that's four flashcard sets in addition to the two hundred dollars Amazon gift
0: card.
1: Right, but it was the Amazon gift card that drew a lot of folks.
0: So that was all incentive to hopefully build your email list, but because the thing that you were giving away wasn't necessarily connected to what you were offering or selling, there was just, I'm guessing that when you ended up selling that a lot of those emails didn't convert. Is that what I'm hearing?
2: Yeah, absolutely. So um, when we did the grand opening, I mean, what we did was on the email that we um, revealed who the giveaway winner was, we also announced the opening of our store. And in the first five days of our store opening, we only got about $500 in sales. And so we realized like, oh, this is not good. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, we need to have something better than this. So actually, interestingly, um, my my coup uh, was tagged on Facebook with a video that someone else had posted, and that video was actually a video that we had posted on YouTube, where Maiku was um, teaching how to uh, was was teaching um, Mong animals or how to how to say Hmong animal names, and um, so this person had downloaded it from YouTube and then posted it up as an as an original Facebook uh, as a native Facebook video. And when I saw that video. It had 5,000 views and like dozens and dozens of comments. And so I realized that, you know, Facebook really likes people to stay on Facebook. And so they really promote and really give a lot more value to Facebook videos versus linking to a YouTube video, which we had been doing previously. So what we decided to do was we created a Facebook video, a short, like a little bit over a minute, where, um, again, my coup is going through the flashcards that we had created with our, uh, at the time, one and a half year old daughter. And it was like, again, a minute and a half. Um, she's just going through the cards. And at the end of the video, it said, uh, get your flashcards at mongbaby.com. And we released that on Tuesday night. And by Thursday night, it had almost 150,000 views. Wait, what? 150K? Yes, 150,000 views. It, it got shared thousands of times. It had like 80 comments, thousands of reactions. It was crazy. And, and because that video got shared so much, I think in, uh, because of that, in the first 30 days we generated, in the first 30 days of our website going live, we generated over $10,000 in sales.
0: Wow. So great job on creating that video. Uh, that's amazing. And, and that's a great realization that Facebook wants to keep people on facebook i think that's true for any platform youtube wants to keep people on youtube any of this cross promotion stuff uh, doesn't tend to work out very well i want to go back to this initial website launch with the the lead magnets that you had and the incentive that you had to people subscribe to your email list if you could do that all over again how would you actually structure that differently uh, than before i mean we we can pass it to both of you so mike you maybe like if you could do that over again you would likely remove the Amazon gift card, but what would be there instead uh, at the launch to help kick it off that you think would be better?
1: Yeah, so something that Tudor and I recently did is we've been doing Facebook Lives and we've been just giving away our products. And I know that some folks think that, you know, doing that might just seem cheap. But for us, it worked really well because there's nothing else like this out there. And people who are coming to us want what we are offering mm-hmm. and so that's that's what we would have just done instead of throwing in that $200 um, gift card we would have just done our flashcards and just left it at that and I think that that would have drawn the exact crowd that we wanted versus just random folks
0: I see and then Tujer are you doing anything right now to build your email list or are you just solely focused on kind of Facebook for growth right now?
2: Yeah so um, gosh I, so you know it's interesting that you asked that question because right now um we are experimenting. I mean we are growing our email list and we're also experimenting with um getting Facebook Messenger subscribers. And so what we're mm-hmm. doing is we're, we're using um the uh the app called ManyChat and we we learned about this at the uh Converted conference uh here in Minneapolis uh and uh so what we're doing is we're doing a giveaway uh another giveaway I should say of um of like 13 of our products. So it's onesies, toddler tees, some shirts, t-shirts, and then all of our, all of our flashcards and also, um, a book that we recently came out with. And we're doing that. We just started that giveaway last week and we've already amassed over 1000 messenger subscribers and we've grown our email list to over, we've, we've grown it another 500 emails. So, um, we're, we're getting, I think more high quality, uh, Leads because these are folks who actually would want our stuff, and so um, that's what we we are just recently experimenting with right now. And the reason why we're doing that is because with um, Black Friday or with you know the holidays coming around, well, as an e-commerce store, like this is so this is such an important season for us, right. and and we're going to be building up the lists so that when we have our um, Black Friday sale, we can share that information with high quality leads who are interested in what we are creating. So that's something that we're experimenting with right now.
0: I love that. And and you guys are listening to this right now uh, at the start of 2018. So we're sort of doing some time hopping here. It is currently... Uh, we're recording this in very early November, so Black Friday has not happened yet. and You guys have a few weeks left to put things into place for <laughs> yes. for that, and I know you guys are working hard. I also know that you guys recently did a pretty successful launch of something. Uh, Mike, can you talk about what it is that that latest project was and, and kind of how you started it? Why was that a new idea, and what did you do to set that all up for yourself?
1: Yeah, so we recently came out with a book, um, just a short children's board book. And there's n- there's not really anything like this out there. And for the summer, Tisha and I were kind of in a lull trying to figure out, okay, how do we keep the, cu- keep the customers coming? And how do we get sales like every single day? And, you know, after we had our um, second daughter, everything was just kind of quiet. And, and so we're trying to figure out, okay, what do we need to do next? Do we need to Um, do more discounts or what and I was just telling teacher, I feel like we need to do a book because for me that's what I would want for my daughter and so finally in um, around September we decided okay we'll go ahead and give this a try so we went ahead and I wrote the book and um, started I don't know I don't even think we found printers for it yet and so we started printing it out on just regular paper cut it out glued it together and I kind of did a uh, short little video of it just showing or letting people know that, hey, we're coming out with a book. So we started um, doing Facebook Lives before... And, um, I would just do, we did it for three weeks once, I think every Tuesday for three weeks and just, you know, connecting with folks and answering questions that they had had. And then at the end, I would just be letting them know, Hey you guys, we have new products coming out. I'm really excited for this book. So I was just kind of hinting at it for a little while. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, TJ, you want to fill in? Well, let me just
0: go really quick, Mike, you sorry, mm-hmm. uh, TJ, but, um, when you say you're going live and you're letting people know like where are these people? Are they people on your personal page? Did you guys set up like a Facebook group? Where yeah at first,
1: yeah, at first, I was doing it on my a Facebook page, because a lot of folks, personal. I'm sorry, my my personal Facebook page, a lot mm-hmm. of folks had, um, we hadn't been really pushing for Facebook lives for Hmong Baby. And a lot of people were just connecting with me because I also do music. And so I'm connected to a lot of the Hmong community through that. And so a lot of those people are the same people who are interested in this. And so I had just been posting the video on my personal page and then sharing it on the Hmong Baby page.
0: Got it. OK, cool. Um, so uh, you, when you say the Hmong baby page, you had set up a, like a, a page specifically for this community?
1: Yeah, um, this is just for our website um, and Okay, so another thing that we did to launch this book was we created a Facebook group, and it was called the Hmong Baby Book Launch Team, and so we had been posting everything on there, too, and these folks are the folks who kind of got the insider information. Um, We had a couple requirements, just three things that they needed to do in order to be a part of it, and that was to, um, well, they would get a PDF of the book first, so they got to see what it looked like, and then they had to write an on Amazon review, share the review on their Facebook timeline, and then also join our Thunderclap campaign. And I don't know if you've heard of Thunderclap, but it's kind of like um, an online flash mob where we have a post and then, you know, on the day that you want, everybody posts that at the same time. And so it's kind of like this flash mob thing where Hmong babies everywhere, you know?
0: (laughs) Yeah. Thunderclap is cool. You can find it at thunderclap.it. And allows people in your audience to say and basically pledge, yes, I want to support you on this day. You pre-fill out a tweet or a Facebook message. And when people accept to support you, that tweet or message goes out automatically through their social channels so they don't have to think anymore. And it's cool because they kind of keep track of what your reach is over time. So that's cool. Do you remember what your reach was when you launched on Thunderclap? (laughs)
1: <laughs> we
2: we don't remember, um, but we, I mean, our goal was to get 100 people to uh, pledge uh, to be a part of our Thunderclap campaign, and it was really good because, like, that started, like, building momentum. Folks were getting excited because they wanted us to reach that goal, and so about a week later when we uh, did, when we
0: opened the cart for pre-orders, like, there was a lot of momentum uh, already there. And what was your goal with the pre-orders? So, you hadn't yet printed the book. You were going to come out with this um, campaign to collect pre-orders. What was your goal for that? Our goal was to uh, get 150 books pre-sold
1: over seven days.
0: Yep, Over seven days. And how much was the book being sold for? $20. $20. Okay. And then tell me kind of how the campaign went after you launched.
2: Yeah. So – you know, we reengaged our email list. We were doing Facebook Live. So folks were interested. We created this uh, Facebook group with for folks to help promote the book. And so when we um, finally launched or, or opened up the cart to, uh, to, to take pre-orders for the book, I mean, just a little backstory, like we stayed up till like five in the morning the night before and <laughs> it was just like crazy because we have little babies. And so they got up at like 6.30. So we literally had no sleep. While what were the, you
0: doing until 5 a.m.?
2: Well, we were like just finishing up the details, making sure our website was good, making sure like finishing up the landing page. So we kind of modeled what we were doing uh, after like a Kickstarter campaign. Um, but we did it on our own website. But we just modeled it after a Kickstarter campaign where there was a certain number of books that we needed to reach. And so like when folks went to that product page, they saw like a meter. Um where it was like, oh, we're here. We need this many more, and so um, pe- you know, it, it showed people, at, you know, for the folks who were interested, like, oh, we're almost there. If we can get there, then these books will be released. And so um, we we did. We, we were finishing up the landing page. We we're making sure all the systems and things were in place. Um, pre-writing the emails uh, that we knew were going to be coming out, mm-hmm. and and then when we finally launched or opened up the cart at noon um, Central Time. Uh, we were so nervous, and then like after the first minute, we got our first order for the book, and we realized like whoa, people are paying attention. Because yeah. the only reason there was an order that quickly is because they were anticipating that the the cart was going to open at noon, and so um, after about an hour, we saw order come in, order after order. And, and I have to tell you, Pat, like, and I know you know this, but when you see your notification, I mean, when you see your phone blowing up with notifications that you're selling products, it's just, it feels so amazing. <laughs> it feels so amazing. And the crazy thing is that um, you and I actually had a Skype strategy call at 3.30 on that launch day. And so, you mind if I tell that story? Please do. Okay,
1: Okay. well, first of all, Tujer had this scheduled with you and it was not even planned, right? It just kind of happened to be on that day. (laughs) And we were getting close to reaching our goal already. It was about three hours or so. And I was like, Tujer, I think that when you're on the phone with Pat, we're going to reach our goal.
2: So with that, <laughs> we you know she said that, and I was like, oh, we'll see, we'll see. And so our our Skype call was at three uh, thirty p.m. Central Time. So it had been about three and a half hours since we had opened up the cart, and we had sold one hundred and thirty nine books at that point. Okay, Dude, so, that's crazy. It's yeah, not it was like
0: a few hours yet.
2: Yeah, it was just a few hours, and so we were. I was super excited. So when I got on the Skype call with you, I was obvious, obviously, really excited, and you could tell. And so yeah. we were ch- chatting for a bit, and then. Um, I don't think I, I don't think I told you this part, but at the end of our Skype call, um, I had gotten a no- notification that someone had bought twenty books. And so I had showed you my my phone to show you that you know someone had bought these twenty books. But at that moment, I didn't realize that actually, at the very end of our Skype call, we had broken the 150 uh, mark.
0: Dude, you know, I didn't because, know that. That's cool. Yeah,
2: yeah, I didn't know that until my until my coup told me. I was like, oh yeah, that's true. So, Pat, your good luck. That's all I'm saying.
0: Hey, man, that's why I'm here. I'm, I'm I'm here to share the good luck with as many people as I can. But no, that's super cool. <laughs> I didn't wow that's that's amazing so you reach your goal in what four hours essentially yeah. and yep. you have six days and 20 hours left to go tell me about how the rest of the launch went for you uh Mike, who, like like what, what's going through your head how did the rest of the thing go
1: um i'm like not the best at this because my memory is terrible <laughs> <laughs>
0: Okay, sorry so to put you on a
1: No, I mean, it was great. I just remember us dancing and just like, oh my gosh, I can't believe this is happening. <laughs>
0: it Wait, was awesome. Really, really quick, Mike, because I don't know in, in this story right now, like are you guys working full-time or had you worked full-time or like what was your, is this your full-time thing? Um, what, mm-hmm. Like tell us about that.
1: Yeah, this is our full-time thing. Tutor ended, tutor ended his full-time uh, job in February of, this year and so we'd been trying to figure out like okay you should teach you go get a job maybe you should just go be a car salesman and try to use all of this you know all the skills he has gained and learned about being an entrepreneur to you know do that but then mm-hmm. I was like oh I don't know if that's I don't really want you to do that and so we teacher decided to go ahead and just do mung baby full-time so at this point we had been doing this full-time for a while and yeah
0: Got it. That's awesome. So you allowed yourself to have m- even more time to put uh, effort and um, time into this, and it's obviously uh, it obviously was paying off. So okay, with six days and twenty hours left uh, to your like, what's the rest of the of the week like for you?
2: So sales continued to come in and. Uh, we again like we were super excited and it was really amazing and then um, as with any launch or any you know when open cart window there is you know the excitement in the beginning where there's a mm. lot of sales and it kind of dips in the middle and then at the end it, it you know uh, before the cart closes it, it goes up again and um, we had done a lot of research and saw that that was kind of pretty common practice and so um, in the last a couple of days we decided, you know, what we need to do, well, in the last day, I should say, the last day what we decided to do was to do another Facebook Live where, you know, we shared some content and then also we just reminded people that the um, the open cart was closing at midnight that day. And um, we again, just by doing that, like because of scarcity and reminding people, like we got even more sales again. And at the end of seven days, we sold over $20,000 worth
0: of, of, of uh, dude, yeah. congr- congratulations!
1: <laughs> Thanks. It was crazy because that had been kind of our imaginary goal. Our goal was to break. I think it was ten thousand, and then as it eventually grew, we're like, okay, maybe fifteen. Okay, <laughs> goals, right? maybe twenty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and goals, yeah. and right at midnight, um, the tooter had you know, set up the the landing page or the shop cart so that it would close. But for some reason, it didn't close. And so, Tujer had to go in there and manually do it. But somebody had snuck in and got a, got a, a book before. And with that last sale, that's what broke the $20,000 mark. So, it's pretty crazy.
0: Wow, that's super cool. Okay, so the, the carts closed. Did you, this is very common with me too, because I'm very strict on like when my cart closes, like that's the close of it, even though people might want it. Did you get any emails or messages from people who are like, oh, I just didn't get, you know, I didn't get it in time. Yeah, so how did you you handle that?
2: Yeah, so, you know, yeah, yeah. folks emailed and messaged and I was like, oh, I didn't see it or I forgot. And, And we just realized that, uh, we need to be, uh, you know, we need to we need to say what we mean and mean what we say. And so, like, mm-hmm. to, if we say that the co- the card is closing at a certain time and date, then, you know, that's when it's going to happen. It's just so that it really shows um, our audience that you know, like, we really value our stuff, and 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 you when you see it, you will value it as well. Um, but also, we I did let them know that don't worry, like in the future, this will go again on. I mean, this will be on sale again, but. You know, the card has ended and we gave them a legitimate reason. We said that we wanted to um, make sure that we had all the orders in place so that um, as we are putting these orders into production, that we make sure that we we get it all done uh, in time before Christmas. And so that's the reason why we were so strict on our uh, deadline.
0: Got it. Okay, so you have roughly a thousand copies of this book to produce. What is that like, and are you manually sending them out, or how are you actually fulfilling these orders? yeah,
2: so we are I mean we, all of this has been a learning process, so we've we went through Alibaba to find our um, book printing company mm-hmm. and um, I mean because we, we had done some research looking here in the states as well and and maybe other people would know better, but like we couldn't really find anything um, that really fit our budget, and so it gets really expensive really fast. It, it does, yeah. And so uh, we decided to use Alibaba, and we were really scared because we were like, "Oh man, how do we do this? We don't. We've never done this. We don't know anyone who's done this." And so we're really like learning as we go, and so um, learning how to communicate, learning how the whole process works, and so we're still in the midst of it right now. Where um, the the books are being printed as we speak, and is being put together, and and they will uh, soon be. Um, shipping it to us, and so yeah. To answer your question, yeah, they were going to ship it to us to our home, and then from our house, we're going to ship it out to everyone else. So we are going to be carrying inventory.
0: Wow. Okay. So a thousand. But where are you going to put them?
2: <laughs> that's a great question. <laughs> we'll, we'll figure it
0: out. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I love it because sometimes you don't need to know the answers right away, but sometimes it's just kind of as you as it happens, you figure it out, and I, that's what I love about this story. So it's like. Very successful, but very humble in, in its start. So I'm just very <laughs> thankful that you are sharing this process. So, uh, Maiku, tell us what, kind of what's what's next. You have this product. Obviously, you're going to fulfill it. Are there any new products potentially coming out? What what's the plan for the company?
1: Yeah, so um, we have a lot of, I don't know, I, a lot of awesome ideas for Mung Baby. And a lot of it has been coming from our audience, just um, people who have been telling us, hey, we would love more books. But we do have um, a new set of flashcards already created. And also, Pat, with with your help, um, Tujer has created a promotion and a product launch calendar for the next six months.
0: Yes. And
1: that has been so Helpful. T- talk you about have no why. idea why is that helpful. Well, this is something that I, f- I I've known that we needed to do, but just to I don't know, not really finding a good example of something that we could take from. So teacher went ahead and just stole yours, Pat. I hope I hope you don't mind, but yeah, it was I'm, super I'm helpful. I'm here to allow
0: people to steal everything I do, so uh, not every don't take that literally, everybody. <laughs> but. Um, <laughs> I said examples so you can take these examples and use them. Yes, so yes, t- yes. <laughs> g- g- give everybody out there who's listening right now a little bit more definition on what it is that you're doing to your that I helped you with.
2: Yeah, so uh well you know we, we chatted back in September uh, the Skype strategy session and I just asked you you know what are a couple of things that you suggest that we do and these are three things that you suggested that, we, uh, that we're that we taking we're putting into action already so you suggested that we create a product launch and promotion can- promotion calendar and, and so I created one for the next six months and, and really that's really hitting again we're an e-commerce store so we really wanted to hit the holidays um, with you know Black Friday weekend and then mm-hmm. also we're going to do a 12 days of deals in December nice. and then with January coming up we're going to do uh, a sale uh, and with packages and bundles for um, Martin Luther King Jr. Day and then also in February for Valentine's Day and then for March. Oh, we got something really exciting for March. I don't know if I want to share all the details right you here. You don't have to. You don't okay. have to. But, but maybe a gonna, little bit. <laughs> okay, okay, yeah, sure. So so it's, okay, well, I'll just share. I'll just share. What we're planning to do is uh, March is uh, Women's History Month and also um, March is also when International Women's Day is, which is I think March 8th or Ninth? One of those, I forget. And so what we're going to do is we're going to launch our next book on um, International Women's Day, and it's going to feature a, a young Hmong girl as the main character. And because and the reason why this is so significant for us is because um, there just aren't really any books with Hmong Hmong girls who are the theme, who are the main character. Granted, there aren't many books with Hmong main characters at all. And so, uh, but to have a, a, a girl as the main character, I think that's just going to really help empower young girls to realize that, you know, you can be anything you want to be. And so, um, we're really, really excited about that. We have like, a bunch of promotional ideas um, in set in place already to to really uh, help launch this uh, book really well, and so we're super excited about that.
0: That's really cool. Well, congratulations on that. I, lo- I love that idea, uh, guys. That, that, that's super cool, and I'm really excited to see even what else comes. Uh, beyond that and to follow along in your journey and obviously um, you know there's going to be times when we'll continue to chat moving forward I'll likely see you in Minnesota when I go to Converted and other things so we'll make sure to keep everybody up to date on what you guys are up to uh, first of all let's let's make sure people know where Mung Baby is located and that's at H-M-O-N-G so there's like a silent H there in the front. Uh, so right. H-M-O-N-G baby.com. And I think, you know, a lot of people have been asking you about how you were able to like build this thing. I think you even have another resource where you're kind of sharing the the insider details of, of all the things that you're doing and what, you know, people who are starting out who want to do this kind of thing, what they might also uh, start to do as well. Do you want to share that resource too?
2: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, so like we, um to, just to set it up, like we have, like we've seen the power of a good product launch, like we've we've we know what it feels like to really spend so much time and energy and money creating something and then releasing it into the world and really hearing crickets. I mean, it is just heartbreaking. It feels it makes it, it feels so horrible. And then like learning again, we're still newbies at this, but but we've been learning how to do a product launch the right way and to to see the right people. Um, you know, pay attention to see the right people excited about what we're doing, and then releasing into the world, and and having like the right people just embrace it and and pay for it, and then like join join the movement. Really, it's it's so exciting. And so, uh, folks have been asking us, and so we I, 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 I uh, with your help of the uh, build your own brand course that you just released recently, mm-hmm. um, I I finally created a website. Uh, to just document how we are doing product launches because I really think a a good product launch can really it be so powerful for product Probably. or services or businesses. And so um, that website is called launchology.net. And, and particularly for the SPI audience, uh, we want to create uh, the, a particular, a specific page. It's launchology.net slash SPI, where we will um, give you the exact breakdown of how we did our pre-launch and launch for how we generated $20,000 in seven days
0: love that. Are you also going to share some of the tools you're using? Because I think one of the questions that I had come up with was, you know, when you said that you created this like Kickstarter-like program for your own website, uh, was that a like a custom tool or is that a tool that, you know, is just available out there that we can all use? Yeah.
2: Yeah, absolutely. I'll share all the details there. In and, and yep. Perfect. so all this stuff is accessible for everyone. We didn't make anything like any software, anything custom, no.
0: Launchology.net slash spi so head on over there and of course we're going to have the links in the show notes and everything else we talked about and definitely obviously point to mung baby as well and uh, just guys, thank you so much for taking the time today for coming on, inspiring us, setting us up for success in the new year. I'm excited to see maybe we can reconnect at the end of the year and talk about all the incredible things that were on your launch calendar and we can talk about how they actually uh, panned out. Um, so awesome. any yeah. any final words Great. of advice from each of you? So maybe Mike, we can start with you. For those who are just starting out, maybe they are uh, at the beginning of their entrepreneurial journey and they're kind of, you know, they've been doing the same rhythm like you guys did before. Hit and miss, hit and miss. Um, how can you encourage them to continue moving forward and and find their version of Hmong Baby?
1: Yeah, I think um, there's a quote by Anne Lamott that says, a terrible first draft is a secret of life. And so... I just want to say just start, just try. I mean, obviously be smart and do research, but Tujer and I would not be here talking with you, Pat, if we hadn't made all of those mistakes and, you know, tried all those businesses and failed. And even with Mung Baby, if we hadn't just, like, made those silly little flashcards and posted it on Facebook, we would have never been able to get here and to be not working at a 9-to-5 job and, you know talking with you. So just do it. And it doesn't have to be anything big. I know a lot of folks think, oh, it's got to be something like Elon Musk. I need to create SpaceX. But mm-hmm. even Elon Musk started with something smaller, you know. So just think small and grow from there. And yeah.
0: I love that. Thank you. Tujer, uh, we'll finish off with you. Sure. I think the thing that has
2: been super helpful for Mike and I is, you know, we we have failed a lot cuz we've tried a lot but the the thing is the the reason why that these failures haven't uh, deterred us from continuing to go forward is that every time we have failed we've asked this critical question which is you know what can we learn from this experience um what went well what didn't go well what do we need to stop doing what do we need to start doing that we didn't do and because we've asked this critical question every time we've had a failure like Failures have been transformed into uh, learning learning experiences versus just experiences to um, you know uh, to deter us and to stop us from really pursuing our dreams and so I really think this this is such a critical question to ask so that it transforms failures into um, lessons.
0: I Love that. I mean, that's what SPI is all about and all the experiments we do. So I would encourage everybody out there to experiment just like we're doing right now and what we talked about today. Uh, Tujer, Maiku, thank you so much. Congratulations on Mung Baby and everything else you got going on. Um, I appreciate you being here.
2: Thank you so much, Pat. Truly, you are an inspiration and an example and everything that you do, your transparency, your integrity, it is
0: uh, inspiring. So thank Mm -hmm. you. I appreciate that. Thank you guys. Take care. Take care. All right. I hope you enjoyed that interview with Maiku and Tujer from MungBaby.com. Remember that other link, that uh, Tujer was sharing about his launch and some of the tools and resources he was using. You can find that at launchology.net slash SPI. You can get those resources for free there, which is really cool. So my coup, Tujer, I know you've listened to this episode. Just thank you so much for your time, for the inspiration and good luck to you in the rest of your launches and your upcoming product developments. This is fantastic. I'm so excited. I hope this has motivated you here at the beginning of the year And as I said earlier in the episode, a lot of changes on SPI All to provide more value for you. So I'm here to help. A couple things you can do right now. Make sure you subscribe to this podcast if you haven't done so already. And make sure you subscribe to my other podcast, Ask Pat. It'll be right there in your device too. Just look up Pat Flynn, you'll see Ask Pat, or look up Ask Pat and you'll find me there too. Because in February, I'm gonna be doing coaching calls. And remember, if you wanna get coached by me too, you can apply at askpat.com right there in the middle of that page next to the smart podcast player with all the previous episodes on there. You'll see it when you scroll down, you can't miss it. And then finally, again, going big on YouTube. So make sure you subscribe to my YouTube channel, smartpassiveincome.com slash YouTube. All the links and resources mentioned in this episode are available as always at smartpassiveincome.com slash session 299. And what does that mean? It means next week is episode three which I'm really excited about. I, again, hope you subscribe because we got a great episode, not with one guest, not with two guests, not with three guests, not with four guests, but actually five guests back to back to back to back to back. Each members of one of my mastermind groups called The Green Room. And we're going to be sharing some insights in terms of things we've learned there, what people are up to, who those people are. So if you want to know who that is, make sure you subscribe and catch next week's episode, episode 300 of the Smart Passive Income podcast. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Welcome back to the new year and I'm excited for you and all your success too. So my name is Pat Flynn. I'm here to help you make more money, save more time and make some change in this world. Cheers, thanks so much and I'll see you in the next episode. Bye.
1: Thanks for listening to the Smart Passive Income podcast at www.smartpassiveincome.com.